Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Pod Crashing, episode 37, Imaging. Not to step on any toes, but a lot of non-radio people have probably never heard of imaging. They just know they want something kind of fancy to electrify the podcast. I mean, you can hear it when you jump into every episode. Whoop, there it is. A huge 30 to 60 second show open with sweepers layered within the presentation. Imaging can be a great tool or a good reason to drop you like a fool. It's branding for a listener's ears. It speaks out in ways that keeps the talent in the host chair. Terrestrial Radio loves using it because the days of using a jingle package pulled way too many dollars from their pockets. Imaging a radio station actually began in the 1980s when huge voices like Mark Driscoll and Brian James invested a ton of money into building their own home studios. They made a lot of money for barking out call letters with attitude. Why? Well, because everybody in radio and television wanted to have that look and they wanted to sound cool. You can physically see the importance of it while watching pro football. Fox can't be compared to CBS. They're totally different. It's an automatic to think fancy sound effects or filtered voices lure the listener and viewers to the stage. Now, I'm not sure that's true. For every second you keep people away from why they tuned in is every reason why they're taking off. Old school radio utilizes the strength of imaging to beef up the station's showmanship. I can see why podcasters would want to do the same. One problem, though. Sometimes all you truly need to be is impress listeners showing up without having to be wined and dined with too much glitz and glamour. Don't push them away with a bunch of loud noises in a world created by a one-on-one relationship. Podcasting is always going to be about content. If the description of the episode says that you're talking to Paul McCartney or you're reviewing movies and books, then man, hit the stage running. Mark Marin uses a little bit of imaging. No big voices or crazy listeners shouting out his name. It almost sounds like he's recorded a few guitar riffs that simply state, yeah, this is me. This is who I am. Now get over it. Howard Stern, who isn't a podcaster, has the world's longest show open. No large voice, just Rob Zombie at the same time every day, over and over. Not a bash. It's imaging. It's branding. You hear that song, and you know that Stern's show is just getting started. I mean, look at what Rush Limbaugh has done with the Pretender song. But wait. I'm talking about incredibly talented people who were brought up through the veins of terrestrial radio. Does podcasting in 2020 need imaging? It does in your social media. Spend time perking up the attention of a potential listener. When they land on your episode, they are yours to lose. Now, when I first got into podcasting in 2012, I was all over imaging the episodes. I wanted to be the King Biscuit Flower Hour kind of guy. I mean, lots of wow. No conversation or interview was ever posted unless it went thoroughly through my production. Zip, bam, pow, up front, and music always under the talk. And then it happened. Jesse Ventura's son wrote me a letter. He said, my dad was talking about incredible subjects. Great things, dude. You destroyed his impact by using music in the background. Well, that's all it took to change me, really, seriously. Dropping the hardcore showmanship approach changed my life and my analytic numbers. The moment that I stopped trying to wow listeners, the episodes actually gained in strength. Also gone were the brief bios about who I was talking with. I did it in the early days because I wanted my image to be that of someone who actually knew what we were going to be talking about. Get to the hook of the song. Again, listeners came to your episode because of the headline or the description. Now, many times in the past, we've talked about how we live in a world where listeners endlessly hit the next button. Guess what else they know? 
fast forward. That's their way of giving you a second and a third chance. I love me some Joe Rogan, but man, when I have to listen to him talk about 18 billion things before the show starts, it kills me. Dax Shepard and Conan O'Brien salt and pepper their commercials throughout the episodes. But I feel like I'm cheating on Rogan when I hit fast forward. His advertisers need to be heard. His imaging is being that MMA calm, compassionate talker, but man, as a listener, I'm ready to take him on during those endorsement commercials. Now, I'm, I'm not saying don't image your episodes. By way of face planning into a pile of digital numbers, I've just noticed how much change that I've gone through by not making a lot of noise. Mike, the terrestrial radio program director, told me in 1994, the ears on the other side of your speakers aren't interested in anything but what benefits them. I totally got what he was saying. The average podcast isn't blaring out of a speaker. It's coming to your listeners, usually at a cool volume. Their imaginations are locked onto the moment that you have designed, and then Dak Shepard stops the interview and uses a fake voice. Well, we'll be right back right after this. Why? Why? It might be me, but that's a trigger. That's telling me, hey, look, uh, what, let's go find out what Chelsea Handler is talking about on her podcast. I imaged terrestrial radio across the country between 1991 and 2005. It was brilliant fun because as the producer, I was helping to design stages. It was more than just being Johnny and Jack in the morning. They also played 50-minute rock blocks for your workday, giving away $10,000 a day. You get the picture? Now what you got to do is see if it truly fits your podcast image. There's a lot of production houses and voiceover people out there that would love to help you put an imaging package together, but it's going to come with a price tag. That's when many podcasters do the imaging themselves, or they hire a fresh out of a broadcasting school student. Yeah, they might be good, but they probably aren't great because imaging takes a mind that understands who it is that they're trying to reach. I sat down for 30 minutes today and talked with Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Dancing up the front of that conversation with a montage would have killed the moment. iPod listening was more than just slam dunking a billion tunes into a tiny box. It was a continuation of sound with no interruption. There weren't any sweepers, promos, or top of the hour IDs. Nope, just music. So that conversation with Joe Elliott was all about being real in that moment with no interruptions. You gotta learn how to treat the podcast the same. Imaging can come across as an attack. This is who I am. I am because I can. This is my podcast. Today, we're talking with Mary Wilson of the Supremes. Then when the conversation starts with Mary, her incredibly soft voice, all of a sudden it goes, hello. And all of that imaging power, all of that energy makes Mary feel like she's a total buzzkill. One of the biggest reasons why imaging shouldn't be used is based solely on copyright laws. Those zips, pows, and wows, and swooshes are protected just like music beds. The bigger your podcast gets puts you on a different level of visibility. Using a production library without a license will earn you that letter. Why bury yourself in a puddle of stress? So what's the moral of the story? Whip out the paintbrushes and put something on that blizzard white canvas. What are your listeners doing before they check into your episode? What do you see them doing? Who are your listeners? How old are your listeners? What's their name? Where do you think they work at? Do they tune into your podcast to escape or to get information? You got to picture who you're breaking bread with. When your imagination taps into that portrait, you got to hang it on the wall. Talk with that person. Build a relationship up the way that you would build a relationship up with anybody in your family. Be aware of who they are by researching what you think is their lifestyle.
When I produce commercials for iHeartRadio, I always ask questions about the client. What color of car do they drive? Are they openly fun and free-spirited? Do they tap their pin on the desk while you're meeting with them? As a producer, I wanted to know who I was producing for because the next step was reaching those listeners. Get your transmission out of the bang-it-out mode that so many of us are very guilty of doing, and you've got to put some love into the souls of your listeners because that right there is your fuel tank. Know what type of imaging you're trying to shove into their hair and ears. To image or not to image. It's always a choice. Take it for a test drive and keep your decision on the road. I'm Errol, and that's Pod Crashing.